This is Unclaimed Bands, the show 97. Hey, music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands. Tonight, we are coming to you from the Legendary Dobbs, located at 304 South Street in Philadelphia, PA. The Legendary Dobbs is Philadelphia's home of live music and has played host to such notable acts as George Thurgood, Nirvana, Green Day, and many more. Dobbs has been showcasing the best local and national music since 1974. And tonight, our guests are Emily Danger. Welcome. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Uh, before we get into the interview, let's just jump right into a song. Um, what are we going to hear? Uh, this is Shed My Skin from our debut EP, Paintings. Excellent. Shrink my eyes, keep my chin.
right, that was Shed My Skin. Uh, can you just, for everybody listening, could you introduce yourself and tell us what you do in the band, both of you? Yeah, I'm Emily Nicholas, and I'm on lead vocals, keys, and guitar in the band. I'm Cameron, and I play violin, synth, keys, um, and uh, some of the computer programming, I guess. Yep. Cool, cool. How'd you guys start as a band? How did it all get together? Um, I started the band after I graduated from a conservatory singing opera, and I was just really tired of that life and uh, (laughs) all the aches and pains that go with it, and I wanted to do something totally different. So I started writing music, and um, violin happens to be my favorite instrument, so I went on a grand search where I emailed an ex-boyfriend of mine asking if he knew of any violinists, and Cameron's name came up. And so Cameron (coughs) joined me and uh, an ex-bandmate of ours, and the three of us kind of started as a trio, and now it's just just me and Cam making some music. So (laughs) that's how we started. That's that's interesting you say that you you went through uh, going to school, opera school basically, right? You got trained classically and all that. Mm -hmm. And so do you... Do you look back now going, wow, why didn't I just go to like band camp or something, you know, considering you're in music? I, I'm joking about yeah, that. Yeah, no, I wish I did. I, <laughs> I'd have a lot more money if I did, I think. I would. Really? <laughs> well, okay. I wouldn't have as, as many loans, probably. Oh, yeah, <laughs> loans. Yeah, that whole education thing. Yeah. Um, what would you, how, how would you classify your style of music? Like if you were to, if someone never heard you and what would you say to someone who'd never heard you? and Well, we've kind of branded our band as dark cabaret rock um, because there's kind of a theatrical element to our music. It's kind of orchestral, especially with Cameron and his pedals, and it's it's very, like, symphonic. So we like to kind of um, have our own original title to our music, really. And, I mean, it's definitely rock music, but there's a darker element with it, and the cabaret kind of explores our roots and our our training, I guess. That, That makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, from listening to your music. Yeah, I think that's a great description. Cool. Um, what's the first record you ever bought? This is for both of you. When did you buy <laughs> I I have no idea. I grew up in um, not exactly listening to rock. My <laughs> my father listens to Vivaldi, and um, my mother listens to probably a lot of Christian music. So, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what that you, first album I bought. Do, do you remember? Been. Can you remember? Or maybe not the first one. Do you? What's the first one um, you remember buying then? Mm, if, if it's Backstreet Boys, you can tell. No one's going to judge here. It's okay. No, I don't. Um, feel like I may not have actually bought any albums until like I was in college or something. Okay, um, cool. And it might have been like Death Cab or For Cutie or something. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It's <laughs> logical. Yeah. What about you, Emily? I remember buying Aerosmith's Get a Grip on cassette tape. Okay. And I remember I had to sneak it past my mom. I bought it uh, at this little tiny record store in Bakersfield, California, where I'm from. And I snuck it past my mom because, if you recall, it's a cow udder. Yes. But it's pierced. Yes. And my mom was super against piercings. Like, I didn't even get my ears pierced until later on. And I think my mom went with me to get her ears pierced also. It was like this <laughs> bonding experience. So I snuck it past my mom. And um, I, I listened to it over and over on my Walkman. I just loved Aerosmith so much. I still did, do. Did you relabel the cassette, too? No. So she didn't, you know, I, she I, found I, it? I think I took the insert out eventually, I think. 
But oh. uh, it's a great album still. I love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely That's great, great. Album. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I've, I've, I've never heard anybody sneak in Aerosmith, but I, I can understand <laughs> why. And it's probably not even for the music. It was for the cover. That's. It was the cover, yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, they weren't, it wasn't very explicit. But I do remember one time she heard, there's a lyric that it goes, sex is like a gun. Yeah. You aim, you shoot, you run. And I remember her hearing that and just being like, what is happening? Like, she was really <laughs> mad about that particular lyric. That's before the parental advisory warnings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you guys, you're working on, uh, you have a single coming out, right? Yes. Um, Peach Arch, correct? Yeah, Peace Arch is. Peace Arch. Um, Peace it, Arch it's, me. That's okay. It's coming out. Um, actually, probably within a couple weeks. Where it's getting mastered right now, um, and it's the single off of our upcoming P, uh, EP, also entitled Peace Arch. Um, it's really cool. It's it's kind of prog rocky meets um, just this kind of new sound that we have. Our our old EP. We're really proud of, but it's a little more folk rock. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of where we were gaining our roots, and I think this is the EP that we can finally <clears throat> really kind of introduce our, our sound of what you hear when you see us live. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Now, is that planned, uh, the EP going to drop the same time as a single? or The EP, we're going to give the single a little leeway time. We still have to finish up some of the recording on the EP, but the EP should definitely come out June or July. So it's, we're looking for a summer release. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, are you going to do more videos with that? Always. We're always good, doing the videos. Good, good. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Your videos, let me just tell you. Aww. So cool. Thank Trippy you. the first time you see right. them. But uh, especially especially the one. Wow. Uh, but but uh, where do your ideas come for that? I mean, I mean, I've, I mean, I've seen people do all sorts of videos and everything, but the production value, great uh, on those videos. Cool. Uh, but, uh, but where do the ideas come for them? Honestly, um, my husband is... Um, an amazing art director he's our creative director also um and he's an artist so we kind of work together as a team and he comes up with these concepts that are totally off the wall like shed my skin was this kind of bizarre folk tale that we had kind of invented and he really comes up with these amazing ideas that cameron and i happen to love so it's it's fun to kind of ride his coattails into these videos that we're really proud of and always really excited about and easy remix was the same great stuff great great work so thanks <laughs> he, he's here in the studio but he's here he's, shy. he's just being, being shy <laughs> yay <laughs> great 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 job <laughs> you want to give a shout out for, for yes yeah. his name is john patrick wells johnpatrickwells.com um, and he's just really phenomenal. he's like an all-around amazing artist and we're really lucky to have him on our team and it's a good thing um, you married him then yeah get him on the well, team that's why i married him Smart. yeah hook him on the team <laughs> <laughs> um to date what would you say for both of you too because i want you to talk sir uh <laughs> to date what would you say is like the biggest career like moment for you as a band or as an individual um, I mean, I'd say South by Southwest was was a pretty big opportunity for us. Um, it was a long-term goal. Um, so, yeah, we just played in Austin beginning of this month. Um, first, I'd never been to the festival before either, so it was my first um, experience of, of it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was definitely a huge deal for us. Good turnout and all that? Um, yeah, although... Lady Gaga sort of stole from us the first <laughs> night. Uh, the we were the venue we were playing with on the first night um, 
was basically shared a room with another performance space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga was like basically performing on the opposite side of a wall from us. <laughs> and um, and so that room obviously filled up <laughs> until the building couldn't take any more people. And then we were just like performing to like people watching us through locked doors and being like, who are they? <laughs> <laughs> we were like, well, we didn't know what was going on. So like, why is no one coming in? So it was, and then we found out afterwards. Yeah. Damn Gaga. Yeah. I know, always. You right? know. It's always Gaga. She was obviously <laughs> intimidated. That's what I'd say. Yeah. Well, right. we have heard, someone overheard Lady Gaga say, yeah. damn, that girl has a good voice. But, hearsay, um, but hearsay, we're so. going to run with it, I, I think. I, gonna, <laughs> it, I believe it. But we're def- yeah, we're definitely going to quote her on that. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you, should, you should find someone to quote that for the website. Yeah. Preferably her would be nice. <laughs> Send her a Twitter feed. She might just go, yeah. Maybe. You were, and you could have a dialogue with her, maybe. I mean, mm. if she really said it. Yeah, right? could, that's true. Maybe. Yeah. I'll reach out. I'll reach out. It's not going to hurt. <laughs> So what about for you, Emily? What's been the biggest career moment? Um, you know, I, South by was definitely amazing. Um, most recently, I had an amazing opportunity to shoot our upcoming EP album covers with the famed fashion photographers Inez Van Lemschvied and Vinud Matadin. They actually, an, another tie-in, they directed Lady Gaga's applause video. They've done some amazing work in the fashion industry, and also they're amazing artists of their own. I mean, just they're very well known from Amsterdam, and um, through various connections, I actually got to have them shoot our upcoming EP album cover, and our second EP that's going to come out in the fall, they shot that one too, so it was an amazing experience. It was like in their fantastic studio, Mm -hmm. and they kind of had full artistic reign, so they... um, they pulled a lot out of me that I think a regular photo shoot wouldn't have gotten out of me. So it's it's really awesome for me to have been able to work with these amazing artists who are also so accessible and so humble and so wonderful, but also so well-known in their field. So it was really inspiring, and that was super awesome. So you'll be able to see those soon. Uh, excellent. Yeah. You know, there's there's your in there's your other in tie in with Lady Gaga. I know. You're like, yo, it's Gaga. Lot. It's you know? odd. It's odd. You should be like, I've worked with them. T- blah blah blah. You yeah. know, they spoke very highly of you. That is true. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. You know, compliment her, flatter her. That's what's <laughs> for you. You know, that's what the celebrities all go for. Oh yeah, always. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we listen to another song? Great. Okay. Uh, what are we gonna hear this time? Uh, this is our newest single, Easy Remix. Okay. Drifting 
Isn't it easy? 
That was Easy Remix by Emily Danger. What's the best place for everybody to keep in touch with your band, find out what's going on? We are fairly active on Twitter, at Emily Danger Band. Um, we also keep updated shows listed on our website, which is emilydangerband.com. And we have a pretty active Facebook page, facebook.com slash emilydangerband. Um, and actually, I take a lot of Instagram photos. That's also at emilydanger. We're okay. all over the map. That's, that's <laughs> the way you got to be. Yeah. Okay, so everybody out there, you don't have an excuse for not following this band or finding out something about them. Okay, I don't want to hear the excuses. I don't want to hear the baggings. Where can we find them? Just listen to the show. Um, if you could play anywhere, any venue in the world, what would it be and why? I have mine. Do you have yours? Do you want a minute no. to think? Yeah. I would love to play Carnegie Hall. Nice. Um, Carnegie Hall has fantastic acoustics. Um, I've seen a lot of concerts there that are just unreal. Um, every artist that I've ever loved has played there. It would just be kind of like a historic, amazing thing, I think, to stand on that stage. Um, you know, as a, as a classical singer, as a rock singer, you know, they it, it goes over all the realms. So I would love to eventually play Carnegie Hall. And, and you, sir? <laughs> you still thinking? Yeah. Um, I mean, I... I don't... <clears throat> I mean, obviously, for me, like, the... Uh, I would love to be able to play at places where, like, um, you know, like Madison Square Garden, whatever, where it shows that, like, you know, or basically, I mean, I would love to be able to live on making music, you know, as sure. a band. But I think it'd also be really cool if we sort of, uh, I would like to play at places um, or really for, like, sort of, Using it as an example, during the, uh, I mean, I'm speaking for myself, but um, during the sort of Occupy movement, there was a bunch of rumors going around that Radiohead was like going to show up and play for them, um, and uh, I would love, I would love to sort of also be involved in those types of spaces or events, like mm -hmm. of um, um, giving, giving, lending support to those sorts of struggles. I don't know. Perfect. Awesome. It's not necessarily, I guess, very economically viable. <laughs> but it makes <laughs> but it makes an amazing statement, which yeah. we I, I mean, I think that we both um I mean Cameron's very, very politically minded and mm -hmm. and you know, always lends a hand to those kind of movements and I really respect that. So I think that that's awesome. I think you have to go beyond the music, which is what Cameron has always stressed from no, the beginning. Absolutely. I mean the question was where and why. Yeah. You know, and you both answered that correctly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you got it. You know, and I think they think that you know you're being truthful. A lot of people would pull out like, oh Madison Square Garden or whatever. Sure. Never heard Carnegie Hall before. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. No, seriously. I mean everybody says I'm like I'm like and I'm always in the back of my mind going, What about Carnegie Hall? I mean, you know, it's it's it is Oh my God, space. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Madison Square Garden, it's, it's an arena that they play sports in. I mean, it's okay, yeah. but, you know. But with what you're saying, you know, you, you I, I get it. You've chose, chosen a venue that not necessarily about where you're playing, but what you're playing for and what you're lending mm -hmm. your, 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 you know, yourself right. to and your music, and that's, that's great. Um, you know, the, the next thing I, I'd like to ask you is, as far as your writing, 
how does your writing come together and, and, and you know with the songs or how does it start for you is it more music based first or do you get some lyrics and then it happens and you know I think it's always different you know from song to song yeah it it started kind of structured when we had a, a larger band when we were kind of trying to f- form our identity it started with lyrics and then a melody grew from that and then everyone wrote their arrangements but actually with Cameron and myself Cameron writes really great lyrics too so one of us has an idea for a song and usually it's formed with a simple lyrics and a simple melody and then the two of us write together the arrangements and it's actually really great because we're not um, very sensitive when it comes to musical ideas so if one of us is like I don't like that the other one kind of takes it with a grain of salt and um, And and then cries later yeah, <laughs> and then ignores the other one. Your diary. <laughs> I can't believe. <laughs> yeah, Had takes it against the other that one later. <laughs> what? <laughs> what one track? I thought E flat minor was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Selfish. Um, but yeah, we, I, I don't know. It, for some, I mean, I know that this is pretty stereotypical and a lot of bands are like, oh, it just clicks. It's organic. But honestly, it really is. Like, I think that... Uh, the two of us writing together is very natural, and mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> once we know something works, we we work on it for a really long time and <laughs> hash it out, and then eventually record it and then hate it. So that's no, <laughs> that's, <laughs> but that's basically how we write. <laughs> what uh, if you could if you could pick or what one track do you feel of yours defines your band? If you were to say like this is our signature kind of like. This has got it all. <laughs> you can, you can oh. each have different answers on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, I would say right now I feel like there are songs that we're still working on recording, if mm-hmm. any of them are that track. Um, Deflate sort of fix just because it's so epic and maybe way too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, which is typical, I guess. Yeah. I I actually, that's funny. I was going to say Deflate, too. There's a, a song that is coming out in the summer. It's one of my favorite songs to play live. Um, and it's a song where live, Cameron and I have to really actually connect really well because he sets it up on a, a loop pedal, and mm-hmm. I play it. Um, well, I play manually, but I also play a MIDI pedal that triggers some drums. Um, and it has to be perfectly in sync. Otherwise, <clears throat> it totally falls apart. And it has fallen apart before. And I think that because of how we have to connect live on that song, it sums up who we are. Gotcha. Um, as a unit, I think. Cool. And it's also, it's, it's a really great song. I really like the song. I, I can't wait for people to can, hear it. Can you tell us the title? That way, It's, it's called people. Deflate. Deflate. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so it's the okay, same song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Cool. I agree. Um, well, you know, guys, uh, my, my last question is, after tonight, what's, uh, what's next? What do you guys got coming up in the year? Well, <clears throat> we have a lot of shows around New York. Um, we have a show this Sunday at Rockwood Music Hall. We have uh, just booked a show at the Bowery Electric. We're going to tour in the summer, hopefully around the East Coast. We're going to do a couple shows in California, where I'm from. And uh, mainly we're just kind of centering everything around this EP release, um, which is hopefully happening this summer. And some videos will come out with it, I'm sure. 
and yeah we're just we're chugging along as a band and and doing our thing and gonna release some new music in june and november sweet sweet well i want to thank you for taking time to do this interview with interview with me thank you i really appreciate it uh everybody our guests have been emily danger uh make sure you tune back in unclaimedbands.com for more great musicians and more great music like emily danger uh until next time everybody this is sean thanks everybody thank you thank you Statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclaimed bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries.